robots are a key ticket to getting consumers interested in agriculture. Welcome to Talk Ag to Me, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brandon Black, and today's episode is dedicated to agricultural literacy techniques. Now, I know we've had these conversations in the past about how to approach consumers about agricultural literacy, how to educate them or teach them about certain aspects of the ag industry that they may be opposed to. But this time is a little bit different. You see, usually we would approach it from the perspective of a consumer is ranting on a social media platform or even in person or in any situation about agriculture. They may be stating negative comments or directly slandering the industry or talking about things that are common misconceptions in agriculture. No matter what, these are, neg- these are very rarely positive interactions. And because of that, we have to use methods that involve dis- diffusing the, co- the conversation by taking all the aggression, the anger, the emotion out of it, and just having a pure intellectual conversation about what the topic is at hand. Now, this is very rarely done effectively because on one side or the other, or sometimes even both, emotions can raise extremely quickly. And because of that, it's difficult to have productive conversations about this industry and some of the challenges facing it, and yes, some of the mistakes that the industry makes. So because of this, I have created episodes in the past discussing how to disengage these conversations or how to completely avoid them or how to, if you are going to correct somebody, how to diffuse them and, and talk to them in a way that they are going to be comfortable with, like, like by using the ease method like I talked about in a few episodes back. E stands for engage, acknowledge, share, and earn trust. And basically, to sum it up very briefly, you engage in the conversation and figure out what the context of the, of the statement or comment is. Then you acknowledge the the problem that they're facing, talk about what, you know, the the context of that problem is and, and basically just give their side back to them to let them know that you understand it. You share your side of the story. You say, hey, this is, you know, this is my attachment to this particular problem. This is what I have experienced in my life. Or you share the story of those that you're associated with in, in your community. And then you earn their trust by convincing them of the importance of that issue. Now, this isn't going to work 100% of the time. It's probably not even going to work 75% of the time. There's no varying way of telling that this is an accurate or effective method, but it does seem more effective than having the yelling matches that we usually have. And this method can be applicable to all forms of, of arguments, debates, conversations, discussions, whatever, not just agriculture. However, there are a lot of situations where consumers are not directly bashing or having negative uh, comments about agriculture. They just very clearly aren't fully aware of what's happening or they have questions and nobody's answering them effectively. That's why I want to create new techniques for having these conversations that don't involve trying to disengage a, an aggressive or hostile environment and try to present facts cleanly. Basically, this method would involve engaging in conversation with the consumer or even starting up a conversation with a consumer that doesn't have any questions or, or didn't even know that they wanted to know more about agriculture because that that can very well happen as well. Just to give you an example, I've had several conversations with consumers on a regular basis over the past few weeks that are 
nowhere near connected to agriculture, besides the fact that they eat food, obviously, but very few of them have any kind of agricultural background or knowledge. They just kind of talk about what they know, and more often than not, it's fairly accurate, but there's usually at least a little bit off on, on the mark there. So I usually very kindly correct them in what they're saying, and we have a conversation about that topic, and that's a very effective way of doing that. Usually, though, you have to be careful with how you do this. You don't want to overbearingly correct them in, in what they're saying. You don't want to feel make them feel like they're being condescended. You don't want to make them feel as though they don't know anything. You want to very carefully add them to the conversation and make them feel like they're just as valuable as those who do know about the conversation. And this goes true with any topic, not just agriculture. And I've learned very quickly that there are a lot of consumers that are very curious about the industry. And this has come somewhat of a surprise to me, and this is why I'm making this particular episode. Because if you know somebody who's not agriculturally uh, backgrounded, to say for lack of a better word, go and talk to them. Go and have conversations with them and, and see if they know certain things about agriculture that you can found some kind of conversation on. And if they know absolutely nothing, which I suppose is possible, then just bring it on the most basic level you could possibly think of and don't be condescending about it. Just have an honest conversation with them. Talk about things that interest you and and would also interest them. And I've definitely run into this, this situation multiple times. With a lot of the consumers I talk to, they're fairly knowledgeable on other subjects that are related to the ag industry that can often tie it to. I've talked to several computer scientists, programmers, inventors, mechanical engineers, and with all of them, I always say the same thing. You know how agriculture uses robots, right? And almost immediately their response is, agriculture uses robots? And I'm like, yeah. And then we have a whole long conversation about agricultural robots. Robots are a key ticket to getting consumers interested in agriculture. Bringing up new technology that consumers don't know exists in agriculture is a key ticket to getting that conversation opened. Bringing up the fact that agriculture uses drones that are way more advanced than half the drones that are available to the public is a key ticket to getting conversation started with these consumers. And those are just a few of the tactics I've used. I've used plenty of conversations like the idea that, you know, bringing animal agriculture into it, talking about like if they have a question on, you know, how is a cow actually milked using a machine? You explain that to them, but you explain it honestly and you explain it in the most matter of fact way possible. Don't bring any emotion into it. Don't bring any, you know, any outside experience into it. Just explain it as it is. And if they ask for your experience or your opinion on it, then you provide it. But make sure you establish a very healthy and positive environment for that conversation before you reach that point. I always like to start off my conversations by saying, hey, I want to ask you a few questions just to get a, a foundation of, of where you're at in this conversation. I don't want to come off as condescending, but I only have to ask these because these are questions that people have legitimately gotten wrong. And they say, okay. And then you ask them the goofiest questions you could think of, like, where does chocolate milk come from? Where do hamburgers come from? Where does your food come from? Is it true or false that cows have to produce milk or have to have, to have an offspring to produce milk? And... Every time you ask them that question, they're going to be confused. And at the very end of it, you say, I know those are stupid questions, but it's important that I ask you those because people get those wrong way more often than they should. And it makes them both laugh. Having that conversation and being able to break the ice with funny things like, yeah, you know, I, I play with calves all the time. They're spunky little creatures and are like, you know, bringing in personality to those concepts instead of just talking to them like you're a machine or like they're machines it really helps connect you to the consumers because consumers aren't looking at this like an industry. They're looking at this like one of two things. Like it's a practice that people do for fun or they're looking at it like it's some 
mechanical factory that just shoots out food. And consumers that are educated and have a decent understanding of how agriculture works may think that agriculture is as close to as accurate as what it is now, but a lot of them have misconceptions about the fact that agriculture is technologically advanced. And that's a huge conversation piece. Bring that up in the fact that, you know, bring up how we use drones, how we use robots, how we use GPS, how we use, you know, this and the other thing. There's there's tons of conversation pieces that consumers are incredibly interested in. So before you talk to somebody who doesn't know much about agriculture and just write them off as another city slicker that doesn't know anything about farming, make sure you take the time to talk to them about it. And don't be condescending. Have an honest and fun conversation and make sure that they enjoy it. Because if they're not enjoying it, then there's no point in having that conversation. They're just going to have an even more negative impact on their perception of agriculture at that point. If you're talking about GMOs, use funny examples of GMOs. Explain it in a way that makes them understand it easier. Use the, the dog analogy or use, you know, history of corn or, you know, there's tons of fun ways of, of making GMOs sound interesting besides just saying, oh yeah, they take the gene and they manipulate it to do something different. It, it takes all the fun out of it. Use some personality in there. And I've had conversations with, with these consumers that have been incredibly interesting and they've been incredibly grateful for my acquisition of knowledge to to provide to them they talk about how you know important it is that agriculture is part of their lives that they're eating food every day that every other industry depends on agriculture without me even saying hey does your job depend on ag or hey does your life depend on on agriculture like they they automatically know these things as fundamental truths but instead of in the ag industry we, we are constantly having to defend that fact they don't even think twice about it because to them that's common sense and that's the part we have to acknowledge here. Just because somebody isn't isn't actively saying something doesn't mean they don't believe it. it. Just to them, it might be common sense, and they don't see a point in saying it. And that was kind of a kind of a humbling moment for me when I was talking to some of these people, and they were looking at me like I was stupid when I asked them where chocolate milk comes from. It it clicked in my mind that oh, these people don't realize that not everyone understands that fact. So I think that's going to be really interesting to see in the future. I've, like I said, I've had some great conversations with people that I could go on and on and on and recap about, but I just don't, I, it'd be difficult for me to encapsulate all of them because half of them are going to be episodes anyway. And I want you guys to see them first or listen to them, I guess, firsthand and really get that experience that I experienced. And so on top of that, I want to talk about another project I've been working on lately. It's not my project. It's a project I've been asked to help out with. And I'm not going to say a ton about it because I, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to really talk about. But Ag Ventures, the International Agri Center's branch that deals with education of younger kids, uh, has actually reached out to me. Carissa Chapman has reached out to me and said, hey, you know, we're partnering with EAT, which is the Education and Agriculture Together found, uh, uh, organization. We're partnering together to create an online virtual classroom, whatever you want to call it, educational course for both students and for teachers learning about agriculture. And we, we need a cameraman. We need somebody who knows how to do interviews. We need somebody who has knowledge on and connections to different agricultural industries. And I was like, I'm your guy. So I've been helping out with that project. I've been going with them, you know, at least a couple times a week, recording episodes, recording videos, talking to these farmers, having interviews, getting great footage of different aspects of agriculture. And it's been really great. I've learned a lot about industries I had no idea about. And so 
I, I bring this up because, like I said, it's not my project. I'm not, I'm not taking credit for it, but I am getting a lot of attention for it, and, I'm, and for that I'm grateful. But it's also teaching me more and more about how to communicate to consumers this kind of information because these farmers are being asked to convey it in ways that a third grader can understand it. And hearing that that dialogue, hearing that, that style of, of communication has really opened my eyes to, oh, this these concepts are concepts that consumers probably are, are you know, it, they think it's, it's super simple. I've talked to consumers about the same things that I have learned at these, uh, at these trips and they thought it was very, you know, very interesting, but a lot of it kind of was a little subpar for their educational level. So I brought it up a notch and said, okay, well, instead of talking about nets on trees, let's talk about cross pollination for a second. And then they get interested and there's all sorts of things that go into that conversation. So, I think that anytime you learn something about agriculture or anytime you get reminded of something that you have known since you were little, maybe think about that in the light of how would a consumer perceive this idea? And then if you know some, someone who's not involved in agriculture, talk to them about it and say, hey, what do you think of this? And just spark up a conversation just for fun. I think that it's it's not a bad idea to have those productive conversations just to, to keep them going. So um, on top of that, that's about all I have to say on that matter. I've been actively engaged in less agricultural communities, not to say I'm, I'm less engaged in agricultural communities, but I'm engaged in communities that are not agricultural. Podcasting communities, online communities, I've been more active on those and communicating with people in, like for example, Voice Hub, which I talked about in the last episode. It's a, it's a platform, it's an app where you're able to communicate with others, but entirely vocally. You can't text any, any messages. I mean, you can message each other through text and you can comment with text, but to post anything or to be involved in live, excuse me, in live streams, you have to be vocal. You have to use your voice. You have to talk. And that's such a a great idea, in my opinion, because it allows for very productive and flowy conversations to emerge that wouldn't normally emerge in the comment section of a Facebook page. So I've been really excited to join Voice Hubs, and I've been really excited to be part of this community. It's still in its beta, so it's not out for the public yet, but I have been actively engaged, and this is where I've had some of my greatest conversations, and I actually started up my own hub for Talk Academy, and people have been joining, and people have been interested in what I'm saying about agriculture. So it shows that people want to know more about agriculture, they just don't have the resources to learn about it. And as agriculturalists, it's our responsibility to reach out and teach them what we have to say about it, about the industry. And I actually got this question too, how do you convince farmers who are busy all day to go out and teach consumers, you know, your average uh, grocery shopper about agriculture, about farming? And the answer is they don't have to. We don't have to convince anyone to go do it. The people who whose responsibility it falls on, the people whose shoulders it falls on are people like me. People like My Job Depends on Ag, people like the Farm Bureau, people like the International Agri Center, groups that are actively involved in other things besides actual production agriculture. They're involved in advocacy. They're involved in youth leadership development. They're involved in ag education. All of these groups, they pose a, a natural importance to these conversations. They pose the, conversa- the, the importance or responsibility of taking the information from the farmer and providing it to the consumer because the farmer doesn't have time to. So that is possibly one of the most important questions I've ever been asked and one of the most important answers I've ever given. It's not just the job of the farmer to tell the consumer. It's the job of everyone who supports the farmer to tell the consumer because the farmer isn't always going to be able to. So that's all I have to say on that matter. 
this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode but i didn't have a whole lot to address i just wanted to address the the idea of having these conversations without it being you know having to take down an animal rights activist or having to derail uh you know a, a radical uh you know activist that's, that's trying to tear apart agriculture you know because there there's more productive conversations that can be had and people are definitely more interested than we're giving them credit for so take that with take take from that what you will go out there and talk to people and continue the conversation that's all you can do if, if the conversation is being had then that's a good thing no matter what direction the conversation leads, as long as it's being had and information is being provided, that's all that matters. And we can worry about all the logistics as time goes on, but it's important that these conversations are being had just in the first place. So that's all I have to say on the matter. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to hearing from all of you and, and hearing about the conversations you guys have with consumers. And I hope you all look forward to hearing about the conversations that I have with consumers. And actually, the next episode is an interview, my first ever interview with a non-agricultural person. And it's going to be very, very exciting. I'm I'm so stoked for you guys to hear it. It was a great interview. I had a lot of fun with it. My guest had a lot of fun with it. And he's actually going to be coming back for a second episode. It was that good. Or maybe I just talked too much and he wanted more time to talk. Only time will tell. But I'm very, very excited for that. And I hope you all are too. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to hearing from you next week. And don't forget, if you ate today, think tomorrow.